Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 8, the mid-season finale, entitled Start to Finish. Start to Finish. So, what'd you think, Mike? I was a real nail-biter. It was probably the quickest hour of Walking Dead this whole season to me. It seemed like it came on and it just went off. Quickest hour of my life. (laughs) Of your whole life? My whole entire life. That's that's saying something. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Um, Did you think that they did a good job? Is it a good stopping space? Did they find a good space for it? or? I think they found a great stopping point. I think it was pretty good. Except the little kid at the end saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. I don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah, I mean, I thought the show was really, really good. I could buy a whole bunch of it up, up until the Carol Morgan thing. Yeah, that was that was bothersome. That was ridiculous. Can we just like call it what it is? Right then, Carol has to I don't know, make her point. I prefer to think of it as taking care of business. That's not the time to take care of that. You, come on, come you're, on. Carol's you're, not. You're stupid. probably right. Yeah, you're you're right. Carol's you're not right. stupid. She wouldn't have done that at that point. The point is to persevere and to live and to make it through this. And it's not just her. It's her and everybody that she's been around now for a long, long time. And she's going to pick this point to make a point. Don't you think Morgan's little social experiment is pretty stupid? I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that he hasn't learned anything by this point is, um, it doesn't bode well for the character to me. He's either, um... So set in his ways that he's not redeemable in a uh, in in a person who's going to be of any benefit, or he is so stubborn that he's not redeemable in a person of benefit. I I don't know what to make of Morgan at this point. Why is your microphone wearing a hat? Because. That's what I'm using as my pop filter. Hmm. Since it's I don't have one up right now. You have all the good equipment, and I have the crappy equipment. Really? So, yeah, I've got you set up and comfy. Hmm. And what if I want a hat for mine? I'm just, well, we'll have to make a bigger hat for hmm. that. Okay. So, I kind of like the throwback to season one where they covered themselves in guts again and did that. I'm not real sure why they haven't done that at other points when you think back on it, though, that they've been in pretty serious trouble. But I thought that was a pretty good throwback. Yeah, why don't they just get up every morning, kill a zombie, coat themselves down, and just kind of live among them? Or go wherever (laughs) they want to go, do whatever they want to do? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... Say, zombie man, give me the frosted flakes. I think in season one they kind of showed us that that was much more gross and disgusting to them. Than what they showed us in this. Uh, It was just like they just kind of took it in stride. And I guess maybe the ones who'd been around it a whole lot, that could happen. But particularly to the others who've never been around this kind of stuff, I imagine that would have been a pretty hard pill to swallow being... 
Yeah, it was it was definitely a new thing for for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they did a pretty good job. I was really happy with the episode for the most part. I could look over a whole bunch of things in it until the Carol part, and that was just uh, that that was just just ridiculous to me. Carol and Morgan fighting over over this wolf in the middle of this atrocity that's happening with them. I just thought was way too far. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd have to, if there's somebody to blame, it'd have to be Carol, because she's the one who could have waited. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if we're going to blame Carol any more than I would blame Morgan. Oh, I like to blame Morgan, but But as far as the timing. The timing, it's just just ridiculous. But So, Carol knew when they were in that, that house, she knew that she was close to the wolf, right? Because how else would she... Yeah. And... She knew because she had seen Morgan walking out of there, correct, when she was with Judith? That's correct. Okay, because I was trying to remember how, how that was. What what was Morgan thinking, having that guy down there and all this stuff going on? I mean, I guess, I mean, he obviously didn't put him down there, and he didn't take Dr. Denise down there to to leave her there. It's just the way it worked out. But the fact that Morgan is willing to kill Carol to save this other guy seems like, I mean, is that the... He's not willing to kill. He's into that, uh, uh, you know, all life is precious, you know. He's, uh, he's, he's just, he's out there. He's not trying to kill her, he's just trying to... He's not trying to kill her, but don't you think he would be willing to kill her to prevent her from killing... The wolf? I don't know about that. Well, I mean, he picked her up and body slammed her kind of on the ground. She already had what looks like it might be a concussion or something. Hmm. Check out Dr. Brock <laughs> with the diagnosing skills. <laughs> you see somebody laying on on the floor in a television show and you... No, she was dizzy. She had a head injury. what her vital signs were. And she had a head injury. She and had a head injury and she looked like she... Looks like she might have had a little hepatitis of... C, something like that. So we start the episode off, and Sam's leaving his plate at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And they got some pretty good food there. Um, We're not seeing this food in the pantry that I could tell. It looked like fresh broccoli, a piece of fresh broccoli there, maybe some rice. I don't know what else he might have had on the plate, but that was some pretty uh, well-balanced meal he seemed to be having there but he still won't go downstairs and he go back he goes back to his room and he's coloring it looks like zombies with somebody tied to a tree yeah coloring zombies that was uh that was a little spooky and it it was it was creepy and it pans to the window and uh sam is compelling ants to come inside with like a cookie or something on a plate it looks like right there's do you think he's doing that or just forgot about the cookie I don't know. Well, he took the other food out, so I thought that was planted there, but that, I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, it didn't show. It didn't to pan me, out to me, the cookie anything. was a metaphor for Alexandria, and the ants, of course, were the zombies. And then once they got in, they were, you know, overwhelming the cookie. Right. So that's what I got out of the cookie uh, and the ants getting in the way, you know, just just getting in, just sure. relentlessly getting in. Sure. And then, you know, swarming around the cookie and on top of the cookie and eating the cookie and 
consuming the cookie totally all over the cookie. I think those ants were CGI ants anyway. I tried to look at them pretty close. I'm not sure those were real ants. Hmm. They were too evenly spaced. I didn't know they had CGI ants. I didn't either. What will they think of next? That would be my guess. I wonder if it was a CGI cookie. Um, I, It might have been. <gasps> I don't know. Wow. But all the while, tiptoe through the tulips. And you won't let me sing, you will know, you? No. See, I could it's sing that. in the background. I could, I could do that. It's, um... But why can they play it and we can't play them? Uh, the bigger question is, why was the the tween age child playing this... I asked myself that that what, question. 50s? No, no, Tiny Tim. He was in the seventies or late sixties. Yeah, it was either the late sixties or or seventies when Tiny Tim came out with the Tiptoe Through the Tulips uh, okay. single. Yeah, and he was was pretty popular. I just don't know why Sam would have been playing that. I think I saw him on Johnny Carson. Really? I think I did. Me and Eric, yeah. But then we have the intro. We come back, and the wall is falling. They take us back to last week, the end of last week where the wall's falling. The tower is the cathedral falling on the ground. Everybody's stunned. Then Rick gets up, and he's telling everybody to get back as he shoots some zombies while running. Ron's thwarted from hurting Carl. Uh, everyone's running. Deanna, okay, Deanna goes and tries to help Rick. And then falls down on a, on like a, a saw. skill saw, yeah. some kind of saw, and gets bit simultaneously while getting cut by the saw blade. Yeah, we never saw anybody bite her, and we don't know that she... Well, that zombie's head was right there beside where she was getting cut, so yeah, it's pretty easy. But we don't know she's bit, and we just see everybody run, and Maggie tries to climb a ladder, and the zombies knock it over. She barely escapes on the platform and then she's lying there and as she's lying there she still sees the green balloon so we have to kind of remember it's hard to remember but we have to remember that this is all happening really really quickly all this stuff Eugene picks up the radio and says help feebly into it as the zombies come toward him and which was the end of the last the one episode, episode before yeah. last right that's who Daryl heard here saying help right calling for help but Tara and Rosarita grab him and pull him into a garage. Rick, Carl, Deanna, Father Gabriel, and everybody, they're running down the road, and they're just in front of the horde, just barely in front of it. And then suddenly from the other way, the another cut group, off. Right, they're cut off, and Jessie saves them. She opens up on them with her little pistol. And she says she has Judith inside and calls them all inside. Then we go to a commercial, and it was just really, real quick, like nail-biting, just constant... Uh, Only go. Action, yeah. right. We come back, right. We come back and Glenn's talking to Enid about how they have to get in and help people. And Glenn's trying to talk to her about how they uh, have to help people in there, including his pregnant wife. So and Enid's just a little defeatist, isn't she? Well, she's seen a lot of bad, I guess, in, in her young life. But, yeah, she says that, um, how did she put it? She said... Um, it always happens. Yeah. yeah it always is, happens. Yeah, this is what happens. So, but he tells her to run away if she wants, and then he runs off. And then we see Sam again, and he has dark eyes. He looks sick. Yeah, yeah he's been probably up a lot. Up a lot, and upstairs a lot, not outside at all and everything. And I'm kind of surprised that Jesse has allowed that to go on, seeing as bad a shape as he's in at this point. I wouldn't think that you would let him just... Um, 
stay up there and make himself ill. Feed the ants and, and that, eat his broccoli, color zombies. And um, But everybody rushes in, and in Sam's mind, everything goes slow-mo, including the music and the chaos of Deanna being laid down and all that kind of stuff. Carol and Morgan are holed up, and she tells Morgan she trusts him dead last. And he's trying to look at the cut on her head, and she's dizzy and can't stand up. And she doesn't have anything to do with Morgan at all. She you gotta love Carol's honesty, though. I mean, Carol is just Carol. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything negative to say about Carol yet. In this. <laughs> um, okay. Then we go to Dr. Denise, and she's locked up with the wolf, and he's telling her that he doesn't think Morgan's coming back. And, I mean, they don't even know what's going on out there, do they? Um, he tells her to talk to him, and she says there's injured people out there, and she shouldn't be in there with him. And ask if he belongs there, because he's killed people, and he says he freed people. Yeah. She tells the wolf that Morgan wouldn't let him go and, until he was sure that he wouldn't kill again. And the wolf tells her that he has an infection. He says he was breaking into a car and he cut himself on a rusty bumper. But he's done his part and the world will take care of the rest. It won't change. Denise says to show her the wound. He pulls the dressing off and it's pretty bad. He's got a yeah, it's oozing and yeah. it's gooey and, yeah, and bloody. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But she goes in. She starts trying to talk to him now. She says he wasn't born that way. He's changed. And basically, he can change again. And she brings out the medicine. Then we see Michonne trying to doctor Deanna and notices the bite. This is where we notice that Deanna yeah. actually has a bite. And Rick and Deanna notice it at the same time, too. And then we go to commercial. So now we know Deanna's done, done for. Yep. Matter of time. We come back, and Rick and Jesse are looking out the window, and Rick is telling her that a fever's setting in. She doesn't have long, talking about Deanna. And he's asking if Deanna knows what is going to happen, the process of what happens, and Jesse assures him that Deanna knows all that. And Rick says it just seems so weird because she's cracking jokes and stuff. And then Rick goes into the fact that they've got a lot of food there. He'll wait till the walkers kind of congregate somewhere and then he'll make it to the armory and shoot off some flares and try to do something to lead them away. Then we see Michonne telling Deanna that she that, that the plan she gave Rick could work, that she looked at him and there was evidently some lighting in the margins of the plans. Did you notice that? No, but Deanna that. said her husband used to, something her husband used to say. Right. And then starts talking about how lucky she is that she got to do what she wanted to do right up to the end. So Deanna's got Quite the good attitude right yep. here. Now, where's Spencer? I don't know. Because Spencer was in there. Remember when yep. he up on the wall? Yeah, he was out there in the mix. I don't know that we don't we don't know where Spencer. No, is. we haven't seen Spencer. Mm -mm. He may be just down at Seven Eleven. We don't know where he went. Could be. Then Deanna starts asking Michonne what she wants, and. Uh, you know, Michonne's given like this overall generalization of how she wants Alexandria to work, but Deanna's kind of pressuring her for what do you want? For you. Right. What do you think that was all about? Uh, just Deanna being Deanna, you know, that, you know, digging. Well, Michonne says she doesn't know, and Deanna delving. says she better know. Do you think this has something to do with Rick? 
Because remember there was like a little something going on, seemed like, starting to go on between Rick and Michonne. Well, there's something with Rick and Jesse. I know. Yeah. So, Carl goes down to the garage and talks to Ron, who's down there with his head in his hands. Okay, let's talk about Ron for just a minute. Do you minute. really want me to? Because I think you know what I think about <laughs> young Ronald. What's going on? He's as big a dumbass as his dad. I don't understand how... I don't understand these these characters. It's too far. This is another thing that's too far, in my opinion. Ron is... that That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how he's acting at this point. He saw the walkers come in, and he just has this completely defeatist attitude. And not only that, every bit of this is Ron's fault. Everything that's going on in that house and everything that happens in that house from that point forward is his fault. Right, because he drew them in. He did. He drew them in, and he just has no regard for his actions at all. And so what about Carl in that situation? What do you think about him and how he's handling this? Um, well, he's definitely being a grown-up. He is. It feels like he's trying to help Ron. He's giving Ron definitely the benefit of the doubt. Every benefit. Every of concession the doubt. he can possibly give him, possibly give. Yeah, him. again yeah. and again. Um, but Ron says Enid's dead. They're all dead. He calls Carl. He said, "Carl, your dad's a killer. He gets people killed." And Carl says, "Well, so is yours." And I thought that was a pretty good point that he made. Ron says his mom and his brother's dead, and so is Carl, and then he breaks the window out. Carl's maintaining his cool uh, very, uh, really, really well. Right, very adult-like. But he breaks the window out, and he's drawing the walkers. Jesse and Rick are upstairs, and they're beating on the door. Ron's locked the garage door so yeah. nobody can get down And they can there. hear him fighting in there. Right, right. They know something's going on, but Carl is up against the window and gets away from the window just in the nick of time. As the walkers come up, and they make it back inside, but Carl lies to Rick and says that they were looking for tools. Yeah, and some tool stuff fell, and everything's good, and right. his dad wants to make sure, and he goes, oh yeah, everything's for okay. Yeah, Rick doesn't buy it. Rick's not stupid. Carl right? goes straight upstairs and takes the pistol away from Ronald. Yeah, which is good. I mean, sure that's is. a good move. Well, but, yeah. I mean, but, but is it okay to lie about that to Rick and what he's doing? Because, I mean... I could see Carl giving him the benefit of the doubt in every other situation. No, I see what you're saying. He's potentially putting uh, everybody at risk just as his dad, just his as much sister, as as Morgan is. As much as Morgan, as much as Ron is. I mean, by not pointing out yeah. the yeah, I don't think there's any wiggle room for that kind of uh, lapse in judgment in that kind of situation. Not in that situation. I think I think Carl's given as much wiggle room as he can to Ron in other situations and so is Rick and in that situation I don't know that I agree with Carl although I do agree with you that Carl um, seems to be real mature in how he's trying to handle things and I guess he's trying to turn him around but if this show has shown us anything it has shown us that these people don't turn around not much I, I mean and if they do they still end up look I, I mean, Nicholas, remember? Being a, a, a whack job in another f form. 
and creating some kind of really bad situation in the process of it. The guy who was against them uh, doing everything, and then he got bit, remember, on the face, and they had to... No good deed goes unpunished. Right. Look at look at Daryl with the, the little uh, couple that stole his motorcycle. Right. Right. Same, same, same dynamic. Right, and we're seeing that again yeah. and again. Give the nobody the benefit of the doubt. No, I mean the wolf down there, and yeah. what's going on with him. Every single thing that we're seeing is just yeah. again and again that it's not going to be, it's not going to play out well when they do that. Human nature at its worst is showing itself. Yeah. 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 Um. Ron tries to tell Carl he's sorry, but Carl says he gets it, and he gets that his dad killed Ron's dad, but your dad was an asshole, that's what he tells him. And Ron can't even say anything to that, because he knows it's true. I think Ron's taking drugs. And that's not, that's not why Rick killed his dad anyway. No, he killed him because he, he had just killed, killed Deanna's Ron. husband, and Deanna sanctioned that hit. She goes, do it. Do it. And then we see a commercial, and in that, um, was it like another commercial for Fear the Walking Dead that's coming back out? Yeah, yeah, they're on an airplane or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Flyers then, the Flying Dead. The Flying Dead? Fear the Flying Dead. I would really fear the Flying Dead. That's like the flying cockroaches or something like that, you know? Yeah. I would not want to see flying walkers. Well, we come back and Judith's crying, so Rick goes to get her, and Deanna's up and leaning over the crib, and we all thought Deanna was wanting to have a little Judas snack. We thought she had Yeah, yeah. And so did Rick. Um, He's going to hatchet her. Yeah, but she turns around and stops him. It's me, it's me. Rick says from now on somebody needs to be with her, but Deanna, she looks rough, and she gives Rick some notes that she wrote to Spencer and Maggie. Yeah, and then she gives him the right answer. Yeah, about what she had asked him outside. Yeah. It's nice that Deanna tried to help Rick. It's thoughtful, but... And, and they kind of showed her helping him, right, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Deanna's not going to be a help to somebody like Rick. No. Deanna's going to be a hindrance. She's going to be yeah. somebody who's going to get in the way. Yeah, she's not a warrior. She's not, and she wasted bullets. I mean, she shot the zombie like three times. In the shoulder. Yeah. Killed <laughs> I, know, him, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm sitting uh, saying this like I could do so much better. You probably know, could. Yeah. We all know now it's headshot. A headshot only. Right. Well, she knows. I mean, everybody's seen enough zombie movies to know that you're wasting your bullets. You really yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. But Deanna asked Rick to look out for Spencer like he looks out for his people. And then she says, guess what? They are all your people, Rick. It's just the way it is. But Rick's honest. He said it just hasn't happened that way. But anyway, she goes into that big story with him. And really, it is kind of true. What she's saying is, I'm not going to be here to look after my people and fend for them. And, that you know, the whole group's going to have to come together. And she, she is right. I mean, if they're going to be there, assuming there's a there left when this is over with. But well, with Rick, there's always a there left. Well, it'd be the, kind of the end of the show. It's like Ron told. I'm sorry, uh, Carl. Carl told Ron, "Dad always thinks. My dad always thinks of something. Dad'll think of something. He yeah. always does." And he's he's right. Of but, course, you know it's in the script. <laughs> she says she didn't run to help him because she likes him or thinks he's a good man or a good father or because he can grow a good beard. She did it because he's one of us, and that's the right answer. Right. Which kind of goes back to what they were talking about last time. That's correct. 
And then we hear screams from downstairs for Riggs. We go over to Tara, Rosarita, and Eugene in the garage, and Tara is saying uh, most people got into their houses, and she's just being all upbeat, a little bit too upbeat, just like, oh, we're all okay, and Rosarita's being all down and wants to know if, um, if Alexandria is done. And Tara says that they have to pay the price for this, for this place, and they haven't paid it yet. Um, Rosarita says it feels like Abraham is dead, and Tara says he's not dead, and this place isn't over. So they're kind of doing this little, you know, lift each other up thing. Rosarita wants to see, uh, what's on the other side of the door, but Tara doesn't want to waste the bullet, and luckily... We learned that Eugene has a new skill, yep, or an old skill. Yep, skill set, that yeah. he can pick a lock. That's a pretty good skill That's set. That's a pretty good right? skill to have when you're got zombies beating on the garage door and you're in a, a garage with a locked outer inner door and you need to get in it. So, and you yeah. don't want to make a lot of noise. So he comes over with his uh, paper clip and goes to work. Yep. Well, then we see Carol and she's having a hard time staying conscious, or she acts like she is anyway, and Morgan's concerned. And then Morgan starts looking downstairs and Carol takes his stick and pushes past him. <laughs> she turns out the light and like lures him back up there and then pushes past him. Then we go to the walkers that are uh, getting inside the house with Jesse, Michonne, and everybody, and they can't keep them at bay. That's what they were calling for Rick about. They put a couch on the stairway to block them. Then we go back with Carol, and Carol has run out and run to uh, where Denise and the wolf are. This is an annoying scene. Um... She tells Denise to get away from the wolf, and Morgan says that this cook should have waited. And I don't really know that I disagree with Morgan on this one thing. I disagree with Morgan on a whole bunch, but... Yeah. Uh, Carol just can't stand it anymore. I mean, the whole thing could have been avoided by Morgan just killing the guy to start with. I or... know, but here we are. I mean, you know, we've got Carl giving Ron a pass, which is causing all of this kind of drama based on stuff Ron's done. Right. And we've got, you know... Morgan giving the wolf a pass, right, essentially. Right. And, I don't know, Carol should have... That was just not the time. Why wouldn't you... if? If she knew what had happened, and she did, I mean, she had an idea about it, why wouldn't she just sneak down there and handle it herself at some point? That's a great point. In place of yeah, going down a, there and a running A big confrontation, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Well, you yeah. put other people in danger when you do that kind of stuff. Aside from the fact that she's not 100% herself either, she's shaky. And I think that's a great point. I think that's, um, that's absolutely the, the way you should have done it. She should have done it. Just sneak in later. Yeah, I mean, yep. if, if she's going to handle it like that, and I don't think anybody can blame Carol for handling it. I mean, she's already shown when the walkers invaded before, she's shown that she, or not the walkers, the wolves, that she's going to kill the people. She's not going to play. That Father Gabriel and Morgan have them tied up, and she'd go by and put a gun, you know, put a bullet in their head while they're tied up right there. She don't play. But then we go back, and Rick's trying to uh, gut the zombies. He's doing the gut zombie trick from season one, and they're covering themselves to cover their scent, and they're going to all go to the armory together. Rick says anybody that stays will die, and Father Gabriel then asks about Deanna. Now, does it make more sense? A door's a door, right? I mean, doors are doors, and they've been in there 
with nothing separating them from this horde other than a door, correct? Yeah. Doors and windows, you know, doors. Would it make more sense to have one person cover themselves in zombie guts and have everybody else just locked in a room behind a good heavy door? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Sometimes the zombies break the doors break they don't they don't know the integrity of each door each door's manufactured differently each door's got its own thickness and yeah. and it's got its own um, you know properties that would either make it you know really easy to get in or really hard to get in or medium to get in so I don't I don't think that would be a good idea so a household inner door is not normally a good um uh, a good firewall. Right, a good protector. I get that, but you would think that you could do something like put some kind of a dresser, a big something up against a door and stay in there long enough for somebody to go do something rather than walk know. amongst them with the baby and the scared kids and Ron, who's, who's uh, goes off half-cocked all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. It just seems like a kind of a motley crew to be going out there doing this. This is not... Rick and Michonne and Carol trying to handle this. This is children and people who've shown themselves not to follow good direction. I don't know. I just kind of worried about it. But Father Gabriel asked about Deanna because obviously she can't go. Then we go back to Morgan and he's telling Carol that she doesn't need the knife. Morgan says that they can be better than them. Yeah, he's still doing his social experiment. Carol says, don't make me kill you, Morgan. And he says he won't let her. Then we go back to Michonne, and she goes in to check on Deanna. And Deanna, man, she's barely there, but she's hanging on. And Michonne kind of, she's offering to kill her, right? Yes. And Deanna says that she's, you know, she wants to go. Not ready she's yet. She's ready to go. Yep. She's start to go. finish. It's her life start to finish. Right. Which is the title of the show. Yep. Very good. You always catch that. But then she speaks Latin again, and uh, Michonne asks her again what that Latin phrase is, and she says, someday this pain will be useful to you. So we have to assume that's what that Latin... Yeah, real philosophical there in her last... I don't know if... I don't know if that's, that'd be... I don't know. She seemed pretty okay with it. I don't, I don't know either, though. Yeah. But then she tells Michonne to go on because the others need her, and Michonne thanks her for believing, and Deanna says she still believes, and they hold hands, and then she asks Michonne again what she wants and tells her to figure it out. So this, Michonne figuring out what she wants, I think, is going to play a pretty big, pretty big role in what we see coming up. So everybody's covering themselves with, with guts, and Sam comes in, and... They know, forgot to even tell him. I mean, Sam's yeah. in his room. Can you imagine? He's afraid of the monsters to begin with, and they're they got two of them. They're cutting to pieces and rubbing all over themselves. I mean, he's he must think he's in a terrible nightmare. Yeah, and they just forgot about him. I mean, couldn't you go get him? And oh, say, gee, Sam. Oh, sorry. But look, here's here's what we're doing. Right. You're going to have to pretend that you're somebody brave because right. we know you're not. <laughs> right. We know you're really a big yeah. coward. Um. So just pretend that none of this is happening. Yeah, because that... Look, Jesse hasn't been able to coax him to walk down the steps for a cookie. Yeah, now he's just, she's going to coax him to walk spread... Walk Well, first den. he has to spread zombie guts all over right. a sheet that he's got to wear. Right. And Sam then was, walk around through the zombies. Sam was not having a good time with all that. We go back to Carol, who's telling Morgan that 
they have to kill the wolf, and the wolf says that they should kill him. Yeah. And um, but he says either way they're all going to die. And then Carol and Morgan get into a fight, and it's a pretty bad fight. Mm-hmm. And Morgan knocks Carol out. He is willing to go that far to prevent Carol from hurting the from wolf, killing his new the buddy, the wolf. Yeah. And the wolf takes this opportunity to grab Morgan's stick and knocks Morgan out. Sure, that's what the stick's good for. Grabs the gun and, I mean, not the gun, grabs the knife and... Um, Holds it on the, the doctor. On Denise, yeah. Yeah, and then he cuts his self loose and he's got the knife over there on her, on her and she's cussing him out, so you got to appreciate that. Well, she's that. mad at this point. Yeah. You know, she's like, you don't need to kill us. You said we're already dead. Just leave us if we're already dead. And then... then um, he comes over to her with a gun, and that's it. She's like, you know, no, the knife. The the knife. Sorry, yeah. And she's like, he, do, he doesn't have a gun yet, but he's soon to soon to have one. But then Tara, Rosarita, and Eugene come in. Dun dun dun. Okay, all right. I gotta call BS again on this. They come in with guns. Mm-hmm. Now these are got Tara can like hit a fly down the course of a football field from a moving yeah. armored truck, I'd right? say she's probably between 15 and 20 feet away from this guy. Right, who has a knife. Who has a knife. And there's two guns on the guy yep. with she's, a knife. And they got a clear shot of his head. Clear shot. His yeah. big head's right there beside And they the drop head. their guns and kick them And over. give them the gun yep. to this guy that they know <clears throat> Has no regard for human life. Well, at another all. thing that's a little unrealistic is he's so bloodthirsty, he would have killed everybody in the room right then. Absolutely. There would have been no reason for him. Why would he take Denise as a hostage? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have left them alive. He no. Would, he would not have left those people alive. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Unless, unless Morgan has touched him in some way. Carol should have been able to touch him in some way. And, that would have been the best way to I, touch him. I don't him. know, Mike. I don't know. I think we have to look at it now and say that maybe Morgan touched him in some way. I don't think the wolf would have left anybody in that room breathing, given his disposition. I don't think Morgan touched him. I don't think. I don't believe any of that. Well, I don't know. He may appreciate their life now, and the wolf may think that their lives matter. But the only thing I, the only conclusion I can logically draw is that the wolf has changed. <laughs> the wolf. <laughs> the worm the has wolf turned. Has changed his spots. No, it's nonsense. I mean, I'm obviously baiting you. It's nonsense. He would not have left him alive, and he's going out. What's he going to do with a hostage out there? Is he going to hold Denise? Hostage for the zombies. Tell the zombies to stay away from him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how he's. Yeah. And didn't he just get the one gun? They both threw their guns over, and he picked one of them. He up? picked one gun up. Is what it looked like to me. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a pocket. I don't know. That he can put, put this other gun in. I don't know. And, I only saw the one gun. Like and you. wouldn't you, if you're that sick? We don't know if Denise is giving him these antibiotics yet. I didn't see an IV bag hanging, and she pulled an IV bag out of the out of her bag. Grab the bag because you're sick and you're going to go down more than likely without some antibiotics. And you got a doctor with you and you, I don't know. I don't know. That would, that that whole thing was kind of crazy. Bad timing. We go back to Rick and they're all covered um, in the bloody gut cloth. They're scattered, smothered, and covered. They are. 
zombie Waffle House. And they um, walk slowly into the room with the zombies. Rick going first. And the zombies looked a little bit confused. Yeah, like, hey. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. My zombie brain. Who's moving the couch here? My zombie brain isn't figuring this out. Where did lunch go? Then we see Glenn and Enid climb a tree, and Glenn sees Maggie. And you know he wants to say something to her, but he doesn't want to call any attention or whatever. But then again, that begs the question. Why didn't he just get out there with a hammer... And start beating on the tin, and all the zombies will turn around and... Yeah. We have to think, right, that that Daryl, Abraham, Sasha, and Glenn... I mean, if you got to have somebody come in to save the day, and it can't be Rick and Michonne and Carol, Daryl, Sasha, Abraham, and Glenn would be my second... But, but Glenn's by himself... I know, and, but Daryl and Sasha and Abraham are coming. Deanna <clears throat> puts the gun to her head and then hears something, goes to the door, and unloads on the zombies. We don't even know if she has a bullet left. No, her. she has no bullets. She has no I bullets. promise you, okay. no. It's a five-shot revolver. Okay. And then just stands there with a silent scream. Yeah. The whole gang's outside in the midst of these zombies standing there, and they're looking pretty scared. But I had to stop and think that had to have been a pretty fun scene, right, to shoot. Because every time they're ever shooting scenes with zombies, it's always this, you know, fight, rough tumble thing. And here it is. They're just like all yeah, mixed moving up through in the them. middle of it. Yeah. And then the little boy starts saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. Which is a huge, huge no-no. You do not call any attention to yourself. The zombies know that zombies don't talk. I guess they know that much, but... um. And that's how it goes off with Sam, who starts doing that. So, what do you do in a situation like that? Uh, I guess I mean, it. De- that's your child. I guess it. I don't know. I guess it depends. I, mean, I guess you try to tell him to shut up, and if he doesn't, he gets eaten, and you have to leave him. Or you get stupid and get eaten too. I mean, what do you do though? Do you like put your hand over their mouth? I mean, do you try to do something to because? Obviously, Sam is messed up. I mean, Sam's not just a little bit anxious. Sam is really going through a life, uh, a, a problem with his anxiety. Yeah, but that can't be everybody's problem. No, it can't. It can't kill everybody. That's what I was saying earlier about... So, yeah, you'd put his your hand over his mouth very, very uh, uh, hard. Yeah, to try. And if he didn't get it, then, of course, I mean, he might get eaten. That was... Um, you know, but you got to wonder what the rest of the people there would do. I mean, what's what's Ron going to do if they see this happening with Sam? And Maybe he gets eaten, too. What's Jesse going to do? Maybe she gets eaten, too. This? Maybe they all get eaten because of Sam. Who knows? But we'll know next uh, season. Um, February, I think. You know. Yeah, it comes back on in February. But then we caught a little bit. So if you don't want to hear anything about anything upcoming, you're going to want to turn it off now. Only warning. But on the upcoming season, we do see Daryl, Abraham, and Tasha, but they run into, it looks like a motorcycle gang, right? Or it's at least a gang of people own motorcycles. And Negan is their leader. Negan is the, from what I've heard, and I'm not a comic reader, but Negan is the... Worse than the governor? He he is the bad guy in this. He's 
makes everybody else look like a joke. Negan is bad. And, um, he's telling them that all their property now belongs to Negan. So what do you think? Do you think they're all going to make it? Uh, do you think we're going to lose any of our major people? Oh, I don't know. No idea. No clue. Probably one. They usually sacrifice one. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're getting down to where there's just like not enough to be sacrificing them. Well, you know. None of our original guys. I mean, I know there's people that we care about from the new people, but... Yeah. I always worry when you have a situation like Rick and all those people covered and looking like zombies. I worry about Glenn or somebody coming in there and unloading on the group of zombies and taking down one of their own. Something about that seems like a worse way to die, you know? Like being killed by one of your own. Kind of like we worried about Olivia, wasn't that her name, when she was in the closet and uh, in the pantry. And was it Carol? No, Carol had just left. But somebody, Rick, or somebody came in the house, remember, and we were afraid that they were going to open that door and she, she was going to shoot them. Yeah. And something about that is worse to me than the natural order of things. You really would hate to see Daryl come back in in a very heroic way and and mow down these zombies. Yeah. I and take out Rick. I agree. So, that was so the that's end. it that's until February. End. I know that's the end for a yeah. couple months. For a so. while, we'll get some time off. We'll go to the, the islands for a couple months and just relax. That's what we'll do. Sure, wow. yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's where we'll be. That's where we always go. <laughs> we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN, and Mike and I are sharing one Twitter right now, so he can be reached at the same. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. And just because The Walking Dead's off for a while, don't think Tribal Rant's going to be completely gone. We have a podcast on CBS's Survivor that's running right now. And um, you can always go back and listen to the premiere season of Fear the Walking Dead. We're still brand spanking new. We're doing yes. Okay. But that podcast is called Fear the Walking Prequel, Prequel, and it's on Tribal Rant. We have a couple other things planned. Uh, maybe a last season of Downton, if I can talk Mike into that. And uh, we also hear that there's a new X-Files. <gasps> Coming up, can you believe that? No. A new X Files yes. with, with um, Mulder and Scully. And Scully. I, I know. know. I'll bet the Smoking Man's in it. And can you uh, no, I'm excited. And it's only a few episodes. We'll do that too. That. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll, that yeah, that's coming. And if there's anything that you'd like to hear from us, drop us a line. We can't make any promises, but we'd love to hear ideas of what other people would like to hear us maybe watching talk about so until next time until next time